Tennessee Blue Raider baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Breads. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Now to the stadium. Calling today's action, here's Dick Palmer. Thank you and good afternoon from Nashville. We are at Hawkins Field on the campus of Vanderbilt University for the Blue Raiders and the Commodores set to meet for the 89th time in college baseball. Vanderbilt has a huge edge in the series, <laughs> 63 to 25 over Middle Tennessee, who has not fared very well in the last few visits we've made here to Hawkins Field. Dick Farmer along with John Callow. John, glad to have you back. I am back. I'm awfully glad to be back. And I tell you, we've we've had some strange games up here in the last 16 years, haven't we? Well, we have, and uh, the two teams did not play last year nor in 2020. So uh, it's kind of a renewal of a series, and Vanderbilt uh, did not deem to come to Murfreesboro this year, so this is just a one-game deal here at, uh, at Vanderbilt. Commodores come in 34 and 16. They're 14 and 13 in the SEC. And Middle Tennessee is 29 and 20, 17 and 10 in Conference USA. The Raiders have won six in a row. Vandy's uh, win streak is one, but they took two out of three from Arkansas on the road over the past weekend. We're gonna be talking with Blue Raider assistant coach Jordan Getzelman, who has an unusual tie-in with the Vanderbilt. That'll be coming away next after we take our first commercial break on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! 
Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit willfraleylaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Welcome back into our pregame show as the Raiders take on the Vanderbilt Commodores tonight at Hawkins Field. Blue Raider assistant coach Jordan Getzelman is visiting with us on the show. And uh, Jordan, the Raiders coming off a great series at Rice. We've strung together. I think six straight wins, so things heading in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, fun to be playing well at the right time of year, and, and we hope to keep it going. Uh, it's a big, big uh, midweek matchup for us, and, and we hope to, to play well, kind of go into our last conference series with a lot on the line. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt is good as always. Maybe not as good as uh, in the past, but uh, still they're one of the top teams in, their, in the SEC. Absolutely, you know, and, and they always seem to play well at the right time as well, and so getting them late in the year is a real treat. Um, you know, they're going to be well coached and, and have a lot of talent out there, so I know this is exciting for me and a lot of our guys, so uh, certainly looking forward to it. Swinging the bats really good down at uh, down in Houston in that weekend series. Yeah, it was uh, good to see our guys, um, you know, execute and approach really well and, and come out ready to roll. Um, I think, you know, it's an accumulation of a lot of work that they've put in and um, just continuing to, to get better as the season goes on. So I'm really proud of them and hope to keep doing it here down the stretch. I was kidding Briggs Rutter, who was normally a catcher playing first base, but you waved him in from first base on two different plays down at Rice, and he scored both times. <laughs> he sure did. You know, he's. Uh, I think we've worked really hard at getting better jumps on the bases and uh, turning corners the right way, and uh, he seemed to do it twice this past weekend. Told him to unhitch the piano from his back, and he seemed to do it twice, so I was grateful for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the reasons you're here, I think, is maybe a Vanderbilt connection. You might uh, go into that a little bit and, and tell us about that. Yeah, so um, very familiar with the Vanderbilt program. My wife got to work in this, uh, inside these walls for four years, and uh, uh, I know this coaching staff very well. Um, so it's cool to be here today and uh, get to see them uh, in the opposing dugout. Um, but yeah, Coach Corbin uh, is a good friend of mine, and, and I'm very grateful just for his mentorship and uh, his his friendship. Um, and he definitely was a connection to Coach Toman here early on for me. 
Um, so it'll be cool to see them across uh, across the way here today, and you know, hopefully, uh, we can put together a really good game against them. So you don't want to look ahead too much, but right now we're only three games out of first place in our conference. Yeah, and. You know, that's so exciting for me because part of that feels like you can control your own destiny, and I think for us that's all you could ask going into the last week. Um, you know, the boys have played well and, and really earned this opportunity to have a chance at that, and I'm excited to go after it. All right, Coach, best of luck today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, again. That is Jordan Gatzelman, Blue Raider assistant coach, who, uh, whose uh, wife, as he mentioned, is director of operations for the, Blue, for the uh, Vanderbilt football team. And has been for the past few years. I covered the Vanderbilt football team about 20 years ago, for three or four years. I think that uh, I think you precede uh, the, I, the current I think, staff. I, I think I do, by a good many years. The Raiders in Conference USA are 17 and 10, three games out of first place. John, who would have thought it? Uh, I tell you, Dick, uh, that uh, what a testament to these guys. You remember early in the season the. Uh, they played a pretty tough schedule. They were road warriors. Uh, they came home and uh, uh, were kind of up and down, up and down, but they've held on. And uh, I think we really started seeing a difference when they got into the conference. And all of a sudden, they're winning series, winning series, and that's what you got to do. Okay, it's about time for the anthem here. We'll take our final break, and we'll be back with starting lineups and first pitch after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Welcome back into our pregame show. We're just moments away from first pitch 
here at Vanderbilt. Time now for the starting lineups presented by the Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four in Murfreesboro. John, how about those lineups? Well, the Raiders will be uh, the visiting team, and so we'll give them first. Their first base dugout, that's a familiar place. Leading off will be shortstop Fausto Lopez, adding second to second baseman J.T. Mabry. The designated hitter Wyatt Morgan will bat third. In the cleanup spot, it will be Jackson Galloway. He's sitting 362 right now, leading the team, and he'll be in left field. Batting fifth will be Briggs Rudder, and he has a stake to claim on that first base slot because he's been hit. That's what you got to do. Brett Coker will bat uh, sixth, play third base. Batting right field, Eston Snyder. Batting eighth, Mason Spears, the catcher. And batting ninth, and in center field will be Brian Dillingham. On the mound will be right-hander James Sells. For the Commodores, leading off in center field, will be an Enrique Bradfield, Jr. Batting second, their designated hitter, Jack Bulger. Batting third, right fielder Spencer Jones in the cleanup spot, first baseman Dominic Keegan. He's leading their club with a 382 average. Batting fifth will be Javier Vaz, the left fielder. Batting sixth, third baseman Packer Noland. Batting seventh, the second baseman Tate Colwick. Batting eighth, the shortstop Davis Diaz. And batting ninth will be the catcher Alex Allen. Excuse me, Alan Espinal, and on the mound will be a right-hander, Bryce Cunningham, a freshman. The head coaches meeting at home plate, exchanging the lineups. We will have a four-umpire team tonight. Matthew Barrett will have the plate. Micah Holman at first base. Jeff Wright will be the second base umpire. Randy Hundley will be at third. We've seen most of these gentlemen before. They uh, umpire quite a bit in the collegiate ranks around this area. So the ground rules being pointed out, and there are several to point out here, I'm sure, John. First thing you, you think of when you see this field, well, it's a beautiful field, but how in the world did they get it in here? In this, uh, the limited space that they have here on the Vanderbilt campus, we are, we are right adjacent to the football stadium. In fact, the, the concession area for baseball is uh, under the football stadium. It is, and I, I can remember years ago when uh, none of this was developed, and uh, they had some bleachers, wood bleachers, and a, a, a old-fashioned backstop, and it was kind of down in a hole. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the credit goes to Coach Muburn and uh, Coach Schmidtow, who yeah. uh, were great uh, coaches here, and uh, obviously great fundraisers, and, and uh, trying to get the program going in the right direction and under Tim Corbin it has really taken off. Well, let's How'd you uh, like to be a head coach who's 400 above 500? Yes. Corbin's uh, record at Vanderbilt 407. I'm sorry. 836 and 393. <laughs> it's not too bad, is it? 942 and 531 for his career. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of wins, Dick. Short right field here, 310 down the line, and there's a big green monster in left field which uh, shoots up, uh, what would you say, 100 feet or so? Oh, it's, it is definitely high, kind of uh, in the class of the 
Green Monster in Boston, but it, it's not straight across, no scoreboard in it. A and little, a little uh, farther down the right field line at uh, 335, uh, which is pretty standard. And the power alley is 375, 400 to straightaway center field. There's a batter's eye behind the, the center field fence. There's bleachers in left uh, and left center, right and right center. And uh, occupied right now by people getting a lot of sun out there. For a little while at least, another hour. Big scoreboard is in uh, above those bleachers on the left field side. And the flag uh, is hanging limp on the flagpole, which is in just a little bit toward right center field. The wind out of the south at four miles an hour should not be a factor today. 84 degrees at game time, partly cloudy skies, uh, low humidity. So it's a, you might call it a perfect night for baseball. Cunningham on the mound taking his uh, warm-up shots. He's a big guy and has been involved in a lot of midweek starts for the Commodores this year. Bryce Cunningham making his 12th appearance, sixth start. He's thrown 29 and a third innings, given up 18 runs, 16 of them earned on 27 hits, 12 walks, 25 strikeouts. That's a pretty good ratio. Uh, he is uh, occasionally prone to give up the long uh, the long ball, the extra base hits of those 27 hits, 10 of them have been for extra bases, five doubles, a triple, and four home runs. But he's got a 491 ERA, a two and one record with no saves. He is listed at 6'5", 225, freshman out of Headland, Alabama. Not familiar with Headland, Alabama. But he is very, well known to people in that town, I'm sure. Uh, and he's a big kid. So around the infield for the Commodores will be uh, Nolan at third base, Diaz at shortstop, Colwick at second base, Dominic Keegan is the first baseman, Alan Espinal making his first start of the season is the catcher, he's a freshman. And in the outfield, it will be Yaz in left, or Baz in left, Bradfield in center, Jones in right, Pasto Lopez will stand in for the Raiders. And we are set to play. Cunningham, the right-hander, first pitch of the game. In there for a strike, we're underway at 6.03 in Nashville. Pasto Lopez hitting 293 on the season, right-handed batter. Looks at strike two and it's nothing and two. Looks like this could be a wide uh, wide plate day. 95 on the fastball on that uh, second pitch. Swung on, the ball looped into right center field, falling, and it's going to be in there. Lopez on his way to second. The right fielder, Jones, got his glove on it, couldn't squeeze it, and it came out of his glove, rolled a little bit over in the, towards center field where Bradfield picked it up and got it back into the infield, so Lopez has a double to start the game. Yeah, the, that right fielder, uh, Spencer Jones, um, looked like he might close on it. Had to go into a dive, though, and when he hit the ground, lost control of the baseball. Raiders have a runner at second with nobody out, and the batter is J.T. Mabry. 3.06. John, what was he hitting the last time you saw him play? Uh, he was uh, down around 285, wasn't he? 
I don't know the last time you saw him play. <laughs> There's a strike call to Mabry. But the last two road trips, he's uh, moved that batting average up from around 250, now 306. Last time I would have seen him would have been uh, April 30th against uh, San Antonio. Runner at second base, nobody out, and the pitch to Mabry is taken low. We're on an all-turf field here. Did you hear my uh, I did. comment about Rice uh, did. getting ready to put all turf on their field? I did. What a shame. One and one, the count and the pitch. Fouled away, and that's headed for the grandstand. Oh, fan makes a one-handed uh-huh. catch out there without a glove. How about that? Headland, Alabama. Headland, just northeast of Dothan. One and two the count. That's the home of uh, Cunningham, the Vanderbilt pitcher. One and two to Mabry. Fly ball, left field, should be playable. And that is out number one as Javier Vaz takes it in. One out. Lopez at second base. He's in scoring position here in the top of the first inning. No score. And Wyatt Morgan, the batter. Here's another young man who helped his batting average out on the last two road trips. He is now at 317. Two homers, 16 runs batted in. Morgan, a left-handed hitter. As Cunningham comes set. And the pitch to the plate is swung on and missed. Andy Collin pitches from the dugout because uh, uh, Cunningham is consulting his arm bracelet just above his glove on every pitch. The Raiders have gone to uh, letting Mason Spears call pitches. Uh, which I think is great. And we've talked about that uh, with him before he and Coach Myers get together. There's a ball almost thrown into center field. Good stop by the shortstop as they try to pick Lopez off second and Cunningham's throw was too high. Yeah, uh, Cunningham tried to airmail that. One strike to count to Wyatt Morgan with Galloway on deck. Having to read those pitches off that uh, bracelet, armband, whatever you want to call that, That's time-consuming. It certainly is. And the pitch to the plate, swung on, foul straight back. He had a good rip. Uh, He was on it, too, just a little bit under. Nothing and two, the count to Morgan. I think they have a pitch clock in the Southeastern Conference, don't they? I do believe they do. I'm trying to remember where they put it. But I don't think that's going to be... uh, Part of the game here. Morgan hits the ball into shallow center field, and it'll be caught there by Bradfield coming straight in. For out number two. Lopez still at second base, and the batter is Jackson Galloway. Leading the Raiders with a 362 average. Galloway in the final game at Rice, was, which was that 21-7 game, oh, had a single, double, and triple. Right-handed batter stands in. And the pitch to Galloway is taken outside, ball one. I bet you uh, right above the, uh, the fence, just to the, left, uh, to the right of the flagpole out there, Dick, 
There's a sign just above the DW. Yep. That's it. I see it. That must be the pitch clock, but it's not been uh, operative. That ball into the turf, ball two. Two balls, no strikes. They're experimenting with that in some minor leagues, and the word is it has fed those games up considerably. Two balls, no strikes to Galloway. Cunningham checks back and forth, and Galloway got tired of waiting, asked for time. After watching as many uh, big league games as I have over the last 15 years or so, I'm not sure that the problem is the pitchers so much as the hitters. The pitch to the plate, high. Ball three, it's 3-0 and to Galloway. Briggs-Rudder on deck to hit next. Well, since the uh, invention of batting gloves. Oh, gosh. Yes, the hitters have uh, stepped out to adjust them millions of times. There's a strike. Three and one to Galloway. I think Skip Schumacher was uh, the worst I've ever seen at that. He he was a built-in human rain delay when he was with the Cardinals and later on with other folk. Three and one to Galloway, and the pitch is swung on and missed. He had a home run cut there and came up empty. Full count, three and two to Galloway. Lopez with the leadoff double, still down at second base. There are two outs here in the first inning. Nice crowd here, and they're still coming in. We're just underway. The pitch. Swinging a foul back. Count holes at three and two. Galloway, a Midwesterner out of Kansas City. Bright sunshine out in center and right. The shadows of the football stadium covering about uh, half the infield now. They were, uh, it, uh, the shadows from this football field are opposite ours. Ground ball to short and should be an easy play and that will retire. Galloway grounds out to the shortstop Diaz for out number three. So a leadoff double, but the Raiders leave Lopez stranded at second base. No runs, one hit, and one left. We'll go to the bottom of the first inning. Middle Tennessee nothing. Vanderbilt coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans. This is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656 or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go Blue and I'll see you at the game. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. New 
News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the bottom of the first inning. Right-hander James Sells on the mound, taking his warm-up tosses with his catcher Mason Spears. Sells, a freshman from Winchester, Tennessee, played uh, high school ball at Tullahoma. Making his 16th appearance, third start. He's thrown 36 innings, given up 10 runs, seven of them earned on 30 hits, 11 walks, 31 strikeouts. 1.75 ERA, a 4-1 record with no saves. He's given up one home run, five doubles, and opponents hitting 242 against Sells. And you gotta, I kind of get a sense that they want to give him a warm-up for maybe a, a start in the tournament if it gets to that point. Yes, I think that's probably true. His last appearance was uh, Saturday against Rice in that extra inning game that the Raiders won in 10 innings, and he got the win. He closed it out. Here is Bradfield to lead it off for the Commodores and bounces one to the right side. Rudder, the first baseman, has it to Sells, and late. Bradfield beat it out. That ball bounced high off the turf. First baseman Briggs Rudder fielded it, made the play just like you're supposed to, but the uh, runner was too swift. And now, John, you got to keep an eye on him. He is 40 for 40 in stolen bases. Well, I think that uh, the question now is not if, but when. So just uh, as the Raiders did, Vanderbilt starts off their first time around with a base hit. Bradfield, the runner at first. The batter is Jack Bulger. He's the designated hitter. The right-handed batter stands in at 281. Throw to first and the runner back, and uh, you can bet they'll keep a close eye on Bradfield over there. Uh, he's taking a pretty aggressive uh, lead over there. Look at that primary lead. Sells come set. He faked going, did not go, and Boulder took the pitch outside for ball one. Another throw over to first and the runner back. What worries you about these base stealers is that they will break your pitcher's concentration. Oh, yeah. And one of the things about Coach Corbin is uh, he's not going to wait necessarily for a, like a 2-1 count, a runner's count. He'll run anytime. Vanderbilt has 78 stolen bases in 50 games. The Blue Raiders have 76 stolen bases in 49 games. So these both these teams run a lot. Two balls, no strikes, the count to Bulger, sophomore. And the pitch outside, ball three. And it may be the concentration factor that oh, uh, yeah. we mentioned working on sales right now. James uh, came in with the game uh, tied in the bottom of the ninth inning, got out of the ninth, and then pitched the tenth at Rice to pick up the extra inning win. There's ball four outside. And the Commodores have runners at first and second. You don't have to steal a base if they're going to give you the base without any risk. Right, number 34, 
Sells had walked only 11 in 36 innings, so walks the second batter he faces here, and this is Spencer Jones, the right fielder. Oh, he he's a big he's a guy. Big, he is a big one, isn't he? 6'7", 225 from California. First and second, no outs, the pitch. Missed the corner, ball one. Now you can't worry about the runners. You've just got to yeah. try and concentrate on getting the batter and hopefully getting a ground ball. Well, he's got seven home runs. The guy after him is uh, Dominic Keegan, who has 11. Here's the pitch. Missed outside, ball two. Trying to work that corner, not getting the call. Two balls, no strikes. The count to Jones, 363 his average. But he's not the leading hitter on the team. The next guy is Keegan is at 382. There's a ball fouled off to the left side. The count goes to two and one. Raiders have won six straight, swept Rice over the last weekend. That was their first conference sweep. They played nine conference series. That was their first sweep, but they've won seven out of nine. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Strike over the outside corner, two and two. Finally got that corner. Well, they've won six straight uh, midweek games, Dick. Yeah, and Vanderbilt is undefeated in midweek games, so there you have it. Two balls, two strikes. Sells come set. And turns and looks the runner back to second. Bradfield down at second. Bolger, who walked, is on at first. Bradfield beat out an infield hit. Last time we lost a midweek game was uh, March 1st uh, against Lipscomb at home. All three is into the turf. So now the count is full. Now you've got to watch the runners yeah. because Bradfield, the lead runner, is definitely a threat to run. You want to uh, stay out of the double play if at all possible? That's uh, an inning killer. Three balls, two strikes. And the pitch to the plate, foul to the screen. They did not start the runners. Raiders have been an exceptional road team this year. They are 20 and 13 on the road, just nine and seven at home. We'll do it again with a 3-2 pitch. Runners lead first and second. Ground ball to second. Mabry has it. His only play will be to first as he was sliding over to his left. And the two base runners will advance to second and third. Jones retired, second not, to first. Yeah, for the not first a hit out. and run, but he, uh, he did his job, advanced the runners. And he'll get a few taps on his uh, batting helmet as he walks into the dugout. So two runners in scoring position now with one out for Dominic Keegan, the first baseman and the leading hitter for the Commodores at 382, 11 home runs, 55 runs batted in in 50 games. 
Swing and a ground ball to third. Coker's coming home, and the runners be out at home, out by plenty, as Bradfield was off with the crack of the bat, and Coker threw a perfect strike to Mason Spears. Score that five to two for the second putout. And the important thing is that runner at second stayed. Keegan on at first on a fielder's choice, and with two outs, the batter is Javier Baz, the left fielder. He's a left-handed hitter. 264 average for Baz. Out of Huntsville, Alabama. Sure would like to see Sells pitch his way out of this jam. Baz takes the pitch over but low, ball one. It's a pretty big game for a freshman, wouldn't you say, to open against uh, the defending national runners-up from uh, last year? Absolutely. It's always a big thrill for these uh, underclassmen to come up here and play a team with this kind of national reputation. Strike at the letters. Good fastball. One ball, one strike. So Bradfield, who led off with an infield hit, thrown out trying to score from third on an infield grounder. One ball, one strike to Baz. Takes a pitch just outside, ball two, two and one. Spears tried to frame that baseball. Coker and Lopez on the left side of the Raider infield. Mabry and Rudder on the right side. Galloway, Dillingham, and Snyder in the outfield. The runners go, check swing, throw to third. Just late. That will be a double steal pulled off by Bulger and Keegan. You just never can tell what Vanderbilt's going to do. The pitch was a ball, so it's three and one. Oh, that runner, uh, Bulger, down at third should have been there uh, on the fielder's choice anyway. Sells with the 3 1 pitch. Strike called. So the count is full. That's the second full count he's had in the inning. I don't think Vaz agreed with that call. I think he thought that ball was high. He kind of, I think he might have looked back at the umpire. Three balls, two strikes. Outside, oh. ball four, and the bases are loaded. Still only one hit in the inning. And we're still scoreless, but Bandy has loaded the bases with two outs and the batter is Parker Nolan. Nolan, the third baseman, another left-handed hitter, stands in at 255 with five home runs. Sells pitch. Oh, looked good, but it sure must've did. been a bit high. One ball, no strikes. Briggs Rudder at first base looking directly into the sun. Don't hit it to him. Swing and a miss, and the count will go to one and one. Snyder in right field about the same. So right field and first base are the sun spots right now. Mabry's a step or two over in the shade at second base, and he gets the ground ball and will go to first, and the inning is over. Sells gets out of it. 
as Nolan grounds out second to first. For Vanderbilt, no runs, one hit, three left. We have complete, played one complete inning. Middle Tennessee and Vanderbilt, nothing, nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school, stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. You are listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Here we go to the second inning, no score at Hawkins Field on the campus of Vanderbilt University. Dick Palmer, John Callow with you. It's our uh, final midweek game of the season as the Raiders will close out regular season play Thursday, Friday, and Saturday against the league-leading Golden Eagles of Southern Miss. Thursday and Friday's games will start at 6 o'clock. The Saturday game, which will be senior day, will start at 1. Here's Briggs Rudder to lead it off in the second inning. I saw on the uh, on the internet before I left home today for the game, uh, John, that they're offering special five dollar tickets. Uh, if you're a BRAA member, you're uh, uh, you can uh, get a five dollar chair back in section one hundred. There's a strike call to Rudder. Nothing in one. Briggs. And there's a deadline on that, which is Thursday morning, I believe. Briggs Rudder hitting three o three. Check swing, and the first base umpire, who was dozing, says, no, he didn't go. Yeah, I think we caught a break on that one. One ball, one strike. He is also in the bright sunshine. Swing and a miss. Went after an inside fastball, didn't get it. One and two to Rudder. And Cunningham's pitch is fouled to the screen. Riggs is a catcher by trade. Played at Zion Christian Academy in Columbia. The pitch swung on and driven into left field, a base hit. For the second straight inning, the Raiders have a leadoff hit. Now that's why he's, uh, they find a place for him in the lineup. He's been hitting. So the batter is Brett Coker. He's raised his average up above 300 now. Yeah, he had been in the, in the 230s, yeah. 240s. He's at uh, 291. Hit his fourth home run of the season in that 21-7 game on Sunday. Well, that Rice season uh, series helped a lot of batting average. Yes, it did. 
They threw to first, but Rudder's not going anywhere. The pitch. Low and inside. Ball one to Coker. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Peyton Wigginton, named the Conference USA Pitcher of the Week. And why not? If you can't get it with a complete game two-hit shutout, <laughs> I don't guess you'll ever get it, huh? I guess not. Pitch to the plate, low into the turf. Two balls, no strikes to Coker. Uh, you like to see that kind of a performance this late in the season. That means he's still got something in the tank, and we're going to need something in the tank over the next two weeks or ten days. What is it? We finish up on Saturday, then as a swing and a miss, two and one. We go down uh, on the 25th. Well, the tournament plate. starts Wednesday of the okay. following week, yes. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the championship game will be on Sunday. Two and one to Coker. And a little tap to the left side. They'll, their only play will be to first, and the two infielders run together. Shortstop in the third baseman. They both trying to make a play on a, a ball that was going to be difficult to make a play on anyway because Coker runs well. Well, they were not on the same page. They were not. They were on the right same together. space, though, weren't they? Yeah. In fact, it looked like they, after they both went for the baseball, it looked like they got tangled up. I'm going to assume an infield hit. I'm going to give it a hit. So first and second, no outs for Eston Snyder. John, the numbers on the scoreboard, uh, on the line score, are, are, are smaller than the numbers on our scoreboard. Which they are. lets me out of the game. <laughs> now the ball strike uh, numbers are good size. Appreciate that. Snyder hitting 308. You yeah. mentioned uh, Snyder being in the lineup. He got in the lineup during the Marshall series, and nobody's been able to push him out. Well, he just continues to hit. When you hit, you, you play. And he plays very good defense in the outfield. There's a bunt, and it's a good one. First baseman's only play will be to tag the runner. That'll be a sacrifice, and runners go to second and third. That's a unassisted put out for first baseman Keegan. Sacrifice for Snyder, and now the Raiders have two runners in scoring position with one out. For Mason Spears, Spears had a pretty good series at Rice Swing in the bat. I know one game he had two doubles. He got himself right up back around 300 at one point, didn't he? Yep. There's ball one to Spears. 296 right now. Spears takes it inside, 2-0. and oh. He's... Carried the team earlier with his Boy. hitting. Tailed off a little bit toward the middle of the season. He's picked it back up. 2-0. and oh. Swinging a foul. Well, you know, in a even in a 50-game series, and we're up to what game? Uh, this is game 50. Yeah. And you're catching as much as he has caught this year. That takes a lot out of you. 2-1 and one, the pitch. Swung on, hit high in the air into left center field. The runner will tag at third. That'll get a run home. The throw will be to third. Here comes the play at third and no play as coming in to score 
is Briggs Rudder, and moving to third is Coker. Spears gave it a pretty good ride out into left center field. So it's one to nothing. And give Spears a sacrifice fly and a run batted in. That sacrifice bunt looks big now, doesn't it? Sacrifice bunt and a sacrifice fly. Runner third, there's a swing and a miss by Dillingham. There are two outs now in the inning. Dillingham hitting 264, batting out of the number nine spot. It swung on a miss, strike two, and it's 0-2. So the Raiders take an early lead here with a second inning run. Pitches outside for ball one, one and two. Cunningham will pitch out of the full, lined up. And the one-two pitch is outside, ball two. Two and two. Got those first two strikes now. He's gone outside twice. Dillingham doing a good job of laying off those outside pitches. Here's the two-two pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three, and the inning is over. But... Raiders come up with the first run of this game. One run, two hits. They leave a runner stranded at third. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Middle Tennessee one, Vanderbilt nothing on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive-through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. And we move along to the bottom of the second inning. Raiders leading one to nothing. James Sells will face the bottom third of the Vanderbilt order. Colwick, Diaz, and Espinal. Take Colwick, the second baseman. He's a West Tennessean out of Memphis, played at Arlington High School. 271 average for this senior. Right-hander James Sells delivers the first pitch and it is swung on a missed strike one. You don't see too many seniors on this Vanderbilt roster, John. No, you're right about that. Most of them are Making money somewhere playing this game. Yeah. They would have been seniors. There's a swing and a miss, and it's nothing and two to Colwood. Now they seem to have a big junior class, so uh, 
probably see some seniors next year. Pitches low into the turf. One ball, two strikes to Colwick. Right-hander James Sales pitched out of a bases-loaded jam in the first inning. This pitch fouled out of play to the right. That went out into the street. Here's the one-two pitch. Swung on, hit to the right side. That is through for a base hit. Pass to diving J.T. Mabry. And the leadoff man on in the second inning. Second straight inning, the Commodores have put the leadoff man on. So Colwick with a base hit to right field, and the batter is Davis Diaz, the shortstop. Diaz out of Pittsburgh, California. That's a new one on me. He's a transfer from Arkansas. Double play candidate. He's uh, driven in to uh, hit into four double plays this year. Strike call to Diaz. Nothing in one. He's a right-handed batter. Runner at first, Colwick. Good pitch, strike. Yep. Looked like a slider, caught the inside corner, nothing in two. Yeah, it looks like Sell's got a little bit better command here in the second inning than he did uh, in the first. It's not unusual, though, for a starting pitcher. Sells come set, count 0 and 2. And a little tap to third. Coker will go to second out there, throw to first, beat it out. They got the lead runner, which is the big out. Coker to Mabry for the first out. Well, it was another one of those turf, turf high hops. And it's so frustrating when you're the infielder and you just have to wait for that ball to get to you. So what a way, runner at first, the batter is Alan Espinal. He's the catcher, making his first start of the season. Clayton, uh, this is his 11th appearance, but as you said, first start. Sales throws to first and runner back. Sales does not lob the ball to first. He throws his best fastball over there. Espinal is out of Vieira, Florida. Well, uh, sophomore. That, if you're going to throw it hard over there, it's a good thing you got a catcher playing first. Ground foul passed first. Strike one to Espinal. Very little foul ground down the foul down the uh, right or in left field foul lines here. Yeah, once you get uh, the the stands run what about another 45 feet past the ends of the dugouts and then. Uh, there is what, maybe uh, four or five feet worth of foul territory from there on out to the, the walls. There's a ground ball to short. Lopez plays the hop, goes to first and in time. Did not have a play at second, but threw to first to retire Espinal. And that was another turf hop. Yeah. 
So that's two away. Diaz moved over to second, and the batter is Bradfield. Let off the game with an infield hit. Either one of those uh, ground balls that we've seen from the last two batters could have been double play balls on grass. Bradfield hitting 318, a left-handed batter. Sells, looks the runner back to second base. Two outs. Raiders leading one to nothing. We're in the bottom half of inning number two from Hawkins Field in Nashville. Pitch the play, ground ball, gonna be through for a base hit. It's gonna tie the game. As Diaz comes in to score. Bradfield singles in a run. And each time he has gone after the first pitch from James Sells and gotten a base hit. First time up was an infield hit. This one right through the middle. That is hit number three, run number one off Sells. And with two outs, the batter is Jack Bulger. He drew a four-pitch walk in the first inning. Throw to first, the runner back. Sales comes set, again throws to first and the runner back. So each team has scored here in the second inning. We're one to one. There's a bunt. Spears has it. Uh, apparently caught it in the air. Yep. I thought it hit off the turf. Spears had it. The umpire said, you're out, and the inning is over. So in the second inning, one run on two hits and one left. We've completed two full innings, Middle Tennessee one, Vanderbilt one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Row goes down to second, and we're set to go here in the top of the third inning. Raiders will have the top of the batting order up. Fausto Lopez, followed by Mabry and Morgan. And a one-to-one -one game. Leading off for Middle Tennessee in the top of the third inning. Shortstop number four, Fausto Lopez. While the Raiders are hosting Southern Mississippi this week vanderbilt will be hosting lsu in their final conference series there's a strike to lopez nothing in one 
Bow still popped a double into right center field in his first advantage, the leadoff hitter in the game. Ball one is high and inside, one and one. That ought to be an interesting series. Is that here? Bandit, yes, it is. I think the same dates as ours, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Pitches into the turf, ball two, two and one. Lopez waiting the 2-1 pitch. Swung on, hit foul off to the right. There won't be many foul balls caught in this park. No. Now, the last two places we played, FIU and uh, Rice, both had huge areas of foul territory. Another foul out of play to the right. What street is that, John? Uh, Let's see. Is that... Uh we always ask that, and I, yes, always we have do. To, I always have to look it up. Two balls and two strikes. And the pitch. Again, fouled over our heads, and that one on the roof of the press box, I think. That is Jess Neely Boulevard. Okay. We know Just so we know where we are. 2-2 two, two the count. Cunningham's pitch. Low, ball three. That's 25th Avenue South. I guess that's Vanderbilt Medical Center right across behind the uh, right is. field fence. 3-2, full count to Lopez, and a ground ball to third. Played cleanly in the throw to first in time. Lopez retired. Four out number one. We usually see a helicopter or two during the evening when yes. we come up here. Second baseman, number 11, J.T. Well, that... Uh, at Houston, uh, we were in the medical center district there at Rice University. Beautiful campus, by the way. Here's Mabry. Slices one foul off the screen. Strike one. JT flied to left in the first inning. Do they stay with us in Conference USA? They are moving to the American. Okay. They'll be in Conference USA for one more year. All right. There's a swing and a miss, and it's 0-2. Cunningham with the pitch, caught the outside corner, call strike three. Mabry caught looking for out number two. That's the second strikeout for Cunningham, and with two outs, the batter is Wyatt Morgan. Fly to center field in the first inning. Jordan Getzelman coaching third for the Raiders. Forrest Arnold down the first base side. Pitch is low to Morgan, ball one. Outside again, ball two, two and oh. Shadows of Vanderbilt Stadium creeping out toward the right field fence now as the ball is fouled away. Grandstand anticipates that one and it went into the football stadium. 
took one hop out of the grandstand and went up over in the football field somewhere. The area underneath the, the stands. Yeah. So it's probably rolling around down there in front of a concession stand. Two balls and a strike to Morgan. And the pitch swung on, pit foul down the left field line. Count will go to two and two. One to one, we're in the top of the third inning in Nashville. This is the Raiders' 50th game. It's game number 51 for Vanderbilt. Cunningham winds and fires and just outside, ball three. Espinal tried to bring that ball back in. Home plate umpire Matthew Barrett did not buy what he was selling. So now they had shifted for Morgan. They're going to move the third baseman who had been out in short right field back over to third with a 3-2 count. Morgan pops it high in the air and foul out of play back behind us. Vanderbilt, a former national champion. They won the tournament. They've won it three times. There's ball four to Morgan. Left fielder, number 16, Jackson Galloway. No, I'm, yes, they've won it two times, uh, 2014 and 2019. Won it two years ago, and they finished runner-up last year in 2021. So runner at first with two outs for Jackson Galloway. Galloway grounded out. His first at bat takes a pitch low, ball one. Bryce Cunningham, freshman, out of Alabama, 6'5". Morgan at first base with two outs. Galloway takes a strike. Outside corner, one and one. <clears throat> Outfield plays him fairly deep and straight away. The ground ball in the hole, cut off by the third baseman, the throw to first and got him by a step. Good play there by Parker Nolan, the third baseman. Took a great throw and he got it. So that is all for the Raiders in the third inning. No runs, no hits, and one man left. We go to the bottom of the third inning. Middle Tennessee one, Vanderbilt one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Out of the third inning in a one-to-one game. Three, four, five hitters coming up for Vanderbilt against freshman right-hander James Sells. This is Spencer Jones, grounded out to Mabry in the first inning. Oh, he just looks like he can hurt yeah. you, doesn't he? 6'7", 225. He's a junior. Ascentius, California. The pitch. Blowing inside. Ball one. Vanderbilt certainly does have a national recruiting no. system. They, they've got very few Tennesseans on their squads. Pitch misses inside. Two balls and no strikes. Jones looks at ball three. And they don't use that many uh, Juco players, do they? No. No, they do not. I think Coach Corbin prefers to bring them in as freshmen and teach them his way of playing baseball. There's a shot to right field, a base hit. At the green light on 3-0, and and for the third straight inning, a leadoff hit. And the Commodores have the leadoff man on. It's at number four off cells. Here's Keegan, who hit into a fielder's choice in the first inning. Keegan is from Massachusetts. Pitch to the plate is in the turf outside. Ball one. Throw to first and the runner back. You know, Coach Corbin is uh, one of the few Division One head coaches that still wants to coach third base. He's done that every year we've played them, as far as sure I can has. recall. Another throw to first. Coach Pete always liked to coach third he base. He did. He coached third base up until the doctor told him he shouldn't anymore. One ball, no strikes. Strike called. It's a good off-speed pitch. One and one. Coach Pete and I came down here one day 
when they were just installing the turf. He wanted to see it, see what it looked like, see how they were doing it. So we had been to the Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> and after that, uh, came over here by the stadium and watched them for a little while, laying the, laying the turf down. Fly ball to center field by Keegan and hauled in by Dillingham for out number one. Here's Javier Baz, the left fielder. Drew a walk in the first inning. There is a helicopter. Baz, a left-handed batter. One on, one out in the third. Sells comes set. There's the bunt. Sells picks it up. He'll go to first and not in safe. Baz with good speed down the line. Beat it out. That'll be another Number infield hit. Third base number 25, First and second, one out. Here's Parker Nolan, the third baseman. Nolan out of Farragut High School in Knoxville, one of the few Tennesseans on the roster. That's from the left side. Here's Sells of the pitch, and it's a strike call. Caught the outside corner, nothing one. Well, it's not like they've never recruited, say, in Rutherford County. No. A couple of pretty good pitches out of Rutherford County. Pitched here at Vandy. Ball just outside. Sonny Gray, David Price. I assume that's who you're referring to. I think that's who I'm referring to. One and one the count. Wonders at first and second. The pitch. Swing and a miss. And the count will go to one and two on Nolan. One to one. We're in the bottom of the third inning. Sells with the pitch. And a little tap. Powell down the right side over by the Blue Raider dugout. This dugout has a fence. The dugouts at Rice, John, had no fence at all in front of them. They were wide open. Wow. That's that's an invitation to trouble. But they were a little bit farther down the line from home plate than these yeah. are. Sells ahead in the count, a ball and two strikes. Pitch to Nolan, over but low, ball two. Two and two. Raider infield would like a, another chance for a double play. I would not have been surprised to see them run on that 2-1 pitch to stay out of the double play. Here's the pitch. Swung on, popped up. Into left field, it will be Dillingham over. He will make the catch. The runner at second tags and comes to third. Both runners advance.
That is just good fundamental baseball. That is out number two, but now two men in scoring position for Tate Colwick. Second baseman had a base hit leading off the second inning. You don't see Vanderbilt runners make many mistakes on the path. The pitch, swing and a foul tip. Nothing and one the count to Colwick. Sells, come set. And the one strike pitch, they're coming with a runner and he's gonna be out. Oh, he's safe. Got in under the tag. Better call tag for the time. Well, I thought the ball was there. It was, pitch was a fastball. They sent the runner at third. And they're going to uh, they're gonna have a replay on this. So this is something we don't have the advantage of at, uh, in Conference USA, but the umpires will look this one over. Now, is that an automatic review or did we uh, have to ask? We had to ask. I thought the ball was there in plenty of time. Now, whether he's... The tag was able to slide, slide in under the tag. Yeah, the tag was high. He's safe. Oh, yeah. And that was a double steal. We're going to lose that review. So it's a two to one game now. Give two stolen bases on that play. And the count is 0-2 to Colwick with a runner still at third. And a ground ball to second, should be out of the inning. Mabry to first, and that's gonna do it in the third. That came one pitch too late for the Raiders as Vanderbilt on a steal of home picks up a run on two hits and one runner was left. Totals after three innings, Vanderbilt two runs, five hits, no errors, and for Middle Tennessee, one run, three hits, no errors. Commodores lead two to one after three on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. 
What do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the fourth inning, and Vanderbilt with a double steal, a steal of home. They had runners at second and third. It was a very close play at the plate. The officials reviewed it. Outcome was safe. That was the second run for the Commodores. So it's two to one. Briggs Rudder, who had a base hit in the second inning leading off, will lead it off again here and takes the pitch low for ball one. So Cunningham now with a two to one lead here in the fourth. Swinging a foul to the screen, and it's one and one. Cunningham's pitch, foul down the right field line and out of play. That'll be over in, on the Jess Neely drive. The pitch, swung on, hit solidly into center field. Center fielder back, 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 warning track and makes the catch. That's Bradfield, hauls it in, just shy of the fence in Deep center field. Number 24. That ball is off the, the big blue wall at uh, Reese Smith Field. Undoubtedly. It's 400 to straightaway center field here. 395 at our park. Here's Coker. Had an infield hit back in the second inning. Takes the pitch low for ball one. Right-handed delivers on a swing and a drive oh. right at the third baseman. Parker Nolan snags it for out number two. Craig Coker just absolutely scorched that baseball. Right I don't think he could have hit it much harder. Number 45, Eston Snyder. And here's Snyder who laid down a perfect sacrifice bunt in the second inning that led to the Raiders' only run. Vanderbilt leading two to one. We're in the top of the fourth. Snyder turned and carried the bat with him. That's a strike on appeal. Nothing and one. Fastball misses outside. One ball, one strike. There's a little tap. He's got a chance on that one. High hopper to the shortstop. Throw to first. Not in time. That's an infield hit. That is a turf hit. Yep. For Eston Snyder. We've seen a number of those today. Fourth hit for the Raiders. And with two outs, the batter is Mason Spears. Let's go, Bryce. 
We've also seen a couple of ground balls that turned into outs that probably should have been double plays without that turf hop. Spears fly to center and drove in a run in the second inning on a sacrifice fly. Throw to first, Snyder's back. We'll keep an eye on him, he'll steal a base. 10 out of 12 on the season. Draws another throw. Lights are on here, although we're still playing in bright daylight. Field is completely in shadows now with exception of one little area down the right field line. Here's the pitch, swing and a miss. Had a big swing. Mason Spears, senior. Just received his diploma from Middle Tennessee, as did Fausto Lopez on the commencement a week or so ago. There goes the runner. Throw to second base is not in time. Oh, called out. Wow. <sighs> Snyder apparently had that bag stolen. I don't, he, he might have come out of contact with the bag, John. I don't know. The throw was not on the mark. No. Throw was uh, a little in front of the bag to the right. And uh, I don't know. They're going to look at that one. So we'll not, we'll not take our between innings break yet. As Snyder's still standing out at second base. He obviously thought he was safe. How many reviews did he get? I don't know, John. This is all new to me. And if you if you don't uh, get one right, do you lose one, or what's the deal? We'll, we don't know. Oh, he's safe. I've got it on the replay on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. He's in there. So it appeared from up here that he was in there, and the throw was high. Throw was high. He's already in there before got him on the back. Vanderbilt has decided that he's going to he's going to be called safe. Yep, they say they give him a stolen base. So a runner at second. The count is one and one on Mason Spears. Well, the Raiders are one for two in challenges now. <laughs> Go figure. You'd rather get it right though. Snyder, the runner at second with two outs and a 1-1 count to Spears. Here's the pitch. It is low in the turf. Two balls and a strike. Vanderbilt leading 2-1. to one. We're in the top of the fourth inning. I like that stolen base, so get that runner in scoring position. Here's Cunningham's pitch, and it's again low in the turf for ball three, three and one. Vanderbilt at home this year, 20 and nine. 
They are 6-6 six and six in SEC play at home. Three and one, good hitters count. Spears took it inside, ball four. That's the first walk Cunningham has given up. Now batting for the Blue Raiders. Center fielder number one. So with two outs, runners are at first and second for Brian Dillingham. Dillingham struck out in the second inning. Cunningham comes set. And the pitch. Taken outside, ball one. He's been missing away. And we'll have a visit to the mound here from their pitching coach. I expect he will address that problem. Folks, if you haven't been out to Reese Smith Field yet this season, you've got one more Actually, three more opportunities. Raiders will play Thursday, Friday, and Saturday against Southern Miss. Uh, the weather looks to be good. Six o'clock Thursday, six o'clock Friday, and one o'clock on Saturday. And if you're coming Saturday, try to get there a little bit early because it'll be senior day. You'll be able to see all the seniors being honored. Their parents will be there, and it'll be a It'll be a big uh, day for them. Had a pretty good, uh, pretty big group. They'll be honored on uh, Saturday. I've got nine seniors listed. Here's Dillingham now with a count of one ball and no strikes. Runners first and second. And the pitch to the plate swung on and popped oh. up. They should be out of the inning. First baseman coming in. Catcher's going to make the play in foul ground. So Dillingham with a rare foul out to the catcher here at Hawkins Field. No runs. There was one hit. Two men left. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning. It is Vanderbilt 2, Middle Tennessee 1 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Here we go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Two to one. Vanderbilt leading and a new pitcher on for the Raiders. He will be 
Freshman Jack Julian from Hickson, Tennessee. Jack Julian making his uh, 12th appearance, sixth in relief. He's thrown 28 innings, giving up 26 runs, 23 of them earned. On 39 hits, uh, 20 walks, 22 strikeouts, 7.39 ERA, a 2-0 record. We've seen him be very good. We've seen him not be great. And we'll see what we get tonight as he will face the eight, nine, and leadoff batters for Vanderbilt here in the fourth inning. James Sells goes three innings, gives up two runs, both earned on five hits. Did not strike out anyone, walked two. Here's Diaz, the shortstop. That's from the right side. Julian's first pitch to him is hit to right field where Snyder got a late start but comes in and makes the catch for out number one. One pitch, one out. That's a good start. That's what you like to see, get that first man. That's the first time we've got the leadoff hitter in an inning against Vanderbilt tonight. Alan Espinal, the catcher, grounded to short in his first at bat, 0 for 1. He's another big one. Swings and fouls it out of play to the right. Strike one. You know, behind the plate, he doesn't look that big, but uh, you're right. Six. He's listed as 6 feet 190. He looks bigger than that. He sure does. Julian's pitch is swung on. Tapped foul behind the plate, 0 and 2. Vanderbilt got single runs in the second and third. And uh, third run, the lead run, was a steal of home. First of those I've seen this year. Pitch is high, ball one, one coming, and two. Coming into this ball game, Espinal only 10 at-bats all season. 0 for 1 in, uh, so he's what, 1 for 11 now? The pitch. Which means you're hitting 090 and a little bit worse now because he just took strike three. Strike three called as Julian got it over the outside corner for out number two. His first Blue Raider strikeout of the game. Two outs and the batter is Enrique Bradfield, Jr. Center fielder. Yeah, John, let's see if he swings at that first pitch at in. He's <laughs> done it his first two at bats and has two singles. He let that one go by because that was unhittable in the dirt or in the turf. <laughs> you just one. can't break yourself with that habit, can you? Know, I was, I I was, on, you, I was I, on dirt last week. You, you were trying so hard. <laughs> the pitch. Outside ball two, two and oh to Bradfield. Oh, it's a shame it's not dirt. Julian with the pitch, swing and a miss. Oh, he's coming in throwing some darts. Two and one. They had the radar gun on at the start of the game, but it has not functioned since the first inning. 2-1 pitch, ground ball, left side. Lopez has it, quick throw to first, bad throw, and he's safe. That'll be an error on 
Lopez. Uh, sure. That was going to be a tough play to make anyway, uh, even if he makes a good throw. I'm not sure he throws uh, Bradfield out. Did they give him a hit on that? What's the scoreboard say? Here's Bulger. Let's see. That's, uh, yeah, they gave him a hit on that. So they give him an infield hit. Yeah, he would have. Uh, I, I don't disagree. I think he would have was going to beat it out anyway. Bulger has walked and popped out to the catcher Spears. And of course, his, with his little foul territory as you've got over there, that ball hit that uh, that wall and came right back. And the pitch to the plate just missed. I suspect that's one of the things they teach around here for that home field advantage. If you're uh, running to first base and it looks like there's going to be a bad throw, unless you can see it in front of you, you just keep running through. Pitches outside, ball two, two and oh. The count to Bulger. Two outs, runner at first. Bradfield is 40 out of 40 in stolen bases. So it's a 2-0 count. This is a running count for him. Yep. There he goes. Throw to second is off the mark. Goes into center field, and he will advance to third. Yeah, that'll be a stolen base and an E2. So you have to charge Spears with an error there. Yep. Stole the base. There was no doubt about that. And the ball just was not thrown particularly well and got into center field. Now the count's two and one. We do not need to let Bradfield score. Bandy leading two to one in the fourth. Jack Julian in his first inning of work, which is just low for ball three. Three and oh, or three and one rather. So that uh, little infield hit turned into a triple, Dick. Yep. Julian comes set and the pitch high ball four. And once again, Bulger draws a wall. First and third, two outs. Here's Spencer Jones. Grounded out in the first, single and scored in the third. In fact, he is the villain who stole home. These guys just do so many things well. There's that bird again. Swung on, hit the center field. Going back, Dillingham dives off the wall. Can't get it. Jones headed for third. The runner will score, and the throw is late to third. Now there's your triple. So two runs score, and it's now a four-to-one game. And it's all with two outs. Julian got the first two batters in the inning. And then the 
test. Bradfield got beat out an infield hit. Both runs earned. Pitches a strike call to Keegan. Nothing in one. So it's now a four to one game. Runner at third with two outs. And the pitch, high. One ball, one strike. Keegan has hit into a fielder's choice and flied to center. Julian with the pitch, swung on and fouled out of play. One and two the count. That triple by Jones, his third of the season. I, I thought he showed some pretty good speed coming around the bases. The pitch, swung on, hit to right field. That's a be a tough play for Snyder. Can't get it, the run is in. And the ball in the corner. It'll be a double and a run batted in for Keegan. Hit it down in the right field corner. Snyder gave it the old college try, but he sure just, just could not get there in time. Well, I, it looked to me like he was trying to make up his mind whether to dive for it or just play it off the wall, and it didn't really matter either way. Well, it did matter because if he dives for it, it goes, it goes off the wall, it's probably going to be three. So he Here's made the right decision. Javier Baz, who has walked and single. That single is an infield hit. Strike call, nothing in one. Well, after Julian's first five pitches in this inning, there were two outs with nobody on base. Since then, hasn't been so good. Pitch misses outside, one and one to Baz. 264 hitter on the season. We're going to have a mound visit. Coach Myers will, will talk to his freshman right-hander. Kind of trying to calm him down. Can't tell you if anything's happening in either bullpen because we can't see him. All right, here we go, John. Go. Columbia Park in Philadelphia on May the 17th, 1906. All right. Rube Waddell had a no-hitter going into the ninth inning, broken up by Ty Cobb on a bunt. <laughs> and the Tigers lost to the A's five to nothing, but Waddell lost his no-hitter on a bunt single by the Georgia Peach. Well, the Georgia Peach was that kind of guy. He was he was not gonna let you know hit his ball club if he had a way to get away, get around it. He was not always much of a peach. Javier Vaz batting with a 1-1 count. Runner at second, two outs in the fourth inning. Three runs have scored. Vanderbilt leading 5-1. Julian turns, looks at second. Nobody was 
over there, so the runner didn't get too excited. Julian with the pitch, and that one skips up to the plate. Back off the backstop and wild pitch a runner on third. So with two outs, a runner at third. And a 2-1 count to the batter, Javier Baz. Boy, that's annoying, isn't it? That bird? Yeah. <laughs> pitch is high. I could give him a number of a good exterminator. <laughs> Three balls and a strike. Julian with the 3-1 pitch. Bouncing foul outside or in front of the Blue Raider dugout. Three and two. Two men in the inning were retired since then. A single, a triple, a double, and a walk. And three runs on the board. Now a 3-2 pitch coming from Julian, and it's hit in the air into shallow right center. Mabry back. He's calling for it, and he takes it for out number three. That is all in the fourth. Commodores come up with three runs on three hits. There was a runner left. We've completed four full innings. It's Vanderbilt five, Middle Tennessee one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some Bunny Buns and Bunny Bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Bunny Bread. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the fifth inning. I don't know, John, that looks like a different picture, but the game man just inserted somebody in the game. They've still got Cunningham. No, you're right. Scoreboard just put in Grayson Moore. So Moore will be the new pitcher. Yeah, let me get you some numbers on Grayson Moore. 
Let's see, here we go. Making his uh, 13th appearance, all but one in relief. He's thrown 20 innings, giving up 10 runs, nine of them earned on uh, 17 hits, 11 walks, 29 strikeouts. He's got a 4.05 ERA with no record. Opponent sitting 230 against uh, great uh, two now. Uh, is that right? Yeah. 230 against Grayson Moore. 4-6-3, 190, a sophomore out of Longwood, Florida. So Cunningham, the starter, goes three innings, allows one run on four hits, two walks, two strikeouts, and leaves with a 5-1 advantage. Here's Fausto Lopez. Fausto is doubled and grounded out, one for two. Had a double to lead off the game in the first inning, but the Raiders left him stranded. Cunningham was up to 73 pitches. This is Moore with the pitch, and it's outside, ball one. Vanderbilt leading five to one. We are in the fifth. There's a strike called, one ball, one strike. To the Raiders shortstop, Fausto Lopez, the senior. Moore's pitch, called a strike, one and two. Eighty-ninth meeting between Middle Tennessee and Vanderbilt in baseball. There's a pitch fouled off. Count holds at one and two. And unlike the women's basketball series, Vanderbilt has an edge in baseball. Yeah. They've been pretty tough the last 10 or 15 years. Moore with the one-two pitch and a little chopper back over the pitcher's head. Fausto's got a chance to beat it out, and he does. That's an infield hit. That's another one of those turf singles. It sure was. So Lopez leads it off. Chopped it right over the pitcher's mound and easily beat the throw to first. Raiders' fifth hit. The batter is J.T. Mabry. He has flied out and been called out on strikes. Lopez leads it first, the pitch. Strike on the outside corner. Nothing in one. More out of the stretch. Mabry swings and misses, throw back to first, not in time. And JT behind in the count, 0 and 2. In addition to being a good hitting team, Vanderbilt is an excellent defensive team. Their defensive average of 979 oh. is out of sight. Only 38 errors in 50 games for the Commodores. There's the throw to first. Raiders, on the other hand, are at 967 which is better than they were mid 
midway through the season, they have committed 60 errors in 49 games. Have one in this ball game. Swing and a miss, and Mabry went after a bad pitch outside and struck out. So that is out number one. Lopez at first, the batter is Wyatt Morgan, who has flied out and walked. Catcher Espinal out to the mound for a word with his new pitcher, Grayson Moore. Thought that was uh, kind of interesting that Espinal, making only his first start behind the plate, was willing to make that throw behind the runner at first base. He almost got him. Yeah, he sure did. Runner goes, and a ground ball foul outside the bag at first. Raiders trying to play a little hit and run with Lopez and Morgan. White got the bat on it, but chopped it foul outside first base. One strike to count. Lopez only has eight stolen bases this season, and if I'm not mistaken, he had something like 22, 23 last year to yeah. be among the conference leaders. Moore comes set, and runner not going, and the pitch has popped up. Third baseman will hardly have to move to make that catch for out number two. So Morgan pops out to third baseman Nolan, and the batter is Galloway. He's grounded to short and grounded to third, 0 for 2. He doesn't go 0 for very often. Galloway, no, he's been very consistent. As his 362 average would attest to. Throw to first, runner back. Go, so this is the Raiders' final true road game of the season. Of course, we'll be on the road for the tournament next week in Hattiesburg. Another throw to first. Paying a lot of attention to Lopez over there. The tournament will start on Wednesday, a week from tomorrow in Hattiesburg, and the Raiders will play on Wednesday, but we don't know what time. A lot of things are still up in the air for this weekend. Yeah, it's a very tight from, from two through five or two through six, it's very close. Pitch is high. Lopez had faked going to second. And that's actually the first pitch to Galloway. <laughs> One ball, no strikes. More comes set. And the pitch is swung on, fouled right side. That one's going to get out of play into the grandstand. Scramble for a loose ball over there. One and one. Briggs Rudder waiting to hit next. Raiders batting in the fifth and trailing five to one. 
Moore comes set and again throws to first. Lopez back. You know, you're talking about uh, the seedings for the tournament uh, next week. You look at the standings for the conference, and uh, depending on what happens this weekend, we could finish any place between first and seventh. Runner goes, throw to second, not in time. Lopez steals it. It'll be his ninth of the season. Count will go to one and two on Galloway. So Lopez in scoring position at second base with two outs. And the pitch to Galloway is high. Two and two. Come set. Lopez leads at second, and the pitch to the plate is lined. Bear ball down the right field line. Lopez will score. Galloway's on his way to second, and the throw will be late. That is a double and a run batted in for Jackson Galloway, and it's a 5-2 to two game. That ball got uh, down what may be a foot fair and uh, bounced into foul territory. Bounced off the, the wall just before it uh, goes uh, down the line. At this point, uh, let's see, that was right. It, it's actually pointing towards right center field at that point, not hit parallel to the line. Hit number two, run number one off Moore. And now Galloway at second base. Briggs Rudder the better. The pitch. Off-speed pitch is high, ball one. Looked like he uh, hung a curveball there. All I saw was spin. Galloway's double, his 10th of the season, RBI number 32. Swung on, hit high in the air into shallow left center. Left fielder coming on, but it's the center fielder, Brad Bradfield, who will make the catch for out number three. So that's all for the Raiders in the fifth, but they come up with one run on two hits, one man left. We're halfway home in this game. It's Vanderbilt five, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. This isn't your regular cola. So this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Ah, this is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. 
Smooth, creamy, delicious. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Come to the bottom of the fifth inning from Hawkins Field on the Vanderbilt University campus in Nashville. Dick Palmer, John Callow with you. Vanderbilt leading 5-2. to two. For the Commodores, Parker Nolan will lead it off. Nolan, Colwick, and Diaz, the six, seven, eight hitters against Jack Julian, who will be going in his second inning. Gave up three runs, three hits in the fourth after retiring the first two batters in the inning. A swing and a miss, strike one to Nolan. He's grounded out and flied out, 0 for 2. Pitch sails outside, one ball, one strike. Dillingham in center field, playing him to hit the other way. He's a few steps over in left center for this left-handed hitter. Swing and a foul back. And it is one ball and two strikes. 84 degrees at game time, just a very pleasant evening for baseball here. I was thinking before the ball game of our first trip to Nashville this year for baseball. That was not so pleasant, was oh, it? Oh, gosh, that was, that was horrible. Pitches outside. That Two was, and one. I think you and Chip did that uh, game. We did. That was back on February 22nd. And uh, we played. Uh, we were playing Belmont up at Rose Park. Game time tip was 36. Swinging a ground ball. That's a fair ball. Rudder has it. He'll make the play unassisted for out number one. First base unassisted. By the time we got uh, through, it was definitely freezing or below. And depending on where you looked, it was either raining, sleeting, or snowing, or all three. But the Raiders won the game, didn't they? Uh, Let's see. I got to go back and look at that, but I don't think we did. Oh. There's a strike called. Colwick has singled and grounded out one for two. Julian's pitch. This is outside. One ball, one strike. No, we lost that when uh, 11 to one. It was called uh, after seven and a half. Mercifully. Well, Gosh. Foul back. One and two the count. They were giving us uh, hot chocolate in the press box that evening. And it was very much appreciated. And that press box up there is a little drafty as I remember. (laughs) Even with the windows closed. Pitch is low ball two. Two and two the count to Colwick. And I guarantee you neither Chip nor I was interested in opening a window. No, oh, this is great tonight. Swung on, a drive in the left center, base hit. It's to the wall. Might go all the way to the wall, it does, and that will be a double for Colwick as the throw comes in. His 11th double of the season. So a runner at second with one out. 
Pitch at number four off Jack Julian. We cannot see either bullpen, so there's no way for us to know whether somebody's warming up or not. Here's Diaz, who has reached on a fielder's choice and has flied to right. You know, I can, I'm seeming to remember that we used to be able to see at least the fact that somebody was in the bullpen, not necessarily who it was. I wonder if they've added maybe a section down at the end of each grandstand here. It's a possibility. First pitch is a ball to Diaz. He's the bandy shortstop. Julian comes set, looks back at second base, and the pitch, a strike at the letters, one and one. Hardly any wind at all tonight. Unusual for Middle Tennessee at this time of year. Oh boy. And the one-one pitch. Played in there nicely, off-speed pitch, and it's one and two. So Julian ahead in the count. Checks that runner at second. And the one-two pitch is swung on him, missed, struck him out. Got him on a pitch that was low and inside, and obviously he was fooled on the pitch. Yeah. Mason Spears had to tag him on that play. That ball got into the into the the plastic or whatever you want to call that. I hate calling it turf because that somehow implies that there's grass. <laughs> so that's the second strikeout for Julian. Two outs. The batter is Espinal. Catcher. Swings and misses at the first pitch. The runner's trying to steal Howdy. third, and he is out. Spears cuts him down as Colwick thrown out trying to steal. That will be two to five. Spears to Coker for the third out. So in the inning, no runs, one hit, and nobody left. We've completed five innings. It is Vanderbilt five, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannison Associates online at gcpas.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com.
The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. There's this game into the sixth inning. Right-hander Grayson Moore will be starting his second inning of work on the mound for the Commodores. For the Raiders, Brett Coker, Eston Snyder, Mason Spears, the six, seven, and eight hitters. Try to get something going and close the gap. It's five to two. Well, getting that uh, stolen, uh, caught stealing instead of giving up the stolen base was big to uh, get us through the fifth inning. Held them scoreless and uh, had a chance to make up some ground now. Coker has singled and lined out to third. And the first pitch is a strike call, nothing and one. Raiders in their blue tops for this game, white pants. And uh, there's a swing and a miss. That means Coker's number 24. Normally, number 13. <laughs> Somebody must have been superstitious and thrown out the number 13 blue jersey. That always fakes me out. Swing and a foul. And you know, uh, you notice on our lineup sheet, he's listed as number 13. I hope the lineup that they exchanged at home plate had him as 24. Otherwise, you could come back and. If you wanted to. Ball hit over the pitcher's head. Tough play for the second baseman, and he's late to first, but they call him out. Hmm. Well, I thought Coker had that one beat. He's... I thought so too, Dick. That will be 4 3 on the putout for out number one. I think that's one of those. Times you make the play cleanly and they just give it to you. The batter is Eston Snyder. He is sacrificed and had an infield hit. Moore's pitch, foul to the screen, strike one. So they, uh, they're running the pitch count clock now. Oh. They did it on that last pitch. Okay, let's see if they activated it here. Yeah. And the pitch to the plate is swung out and missed. Nothing in two. Everybody tap your hands. One out in the sixth. Raiders down five to two. Moore's pitch swung out and missed. And Snyder out on three pitches. So that would be strikeout number one for Moore. And with two outs, the batter is Mason Spears, who has flied out and walked. Well, the Raiders need to just be up there hacking because Moore is throwing strikes. He's thrown 25 pitches, and 21 of them have been for strikes. Swing and a miss. Well, Mason's taking your advice. <laughs> Spears went after that first pitch, didn't get it. Nothing in one. Moore with the pitch. 
Swung on, foul to the screen, and the count is 0-2. So we got Coker on an 0-2 ground ball. He got Snyder to strike out 0-2, and now he's 0-2 to Spears. Having a little bit better inning than he did last inning. Foul to the screen, count holes at two strikes. Spear standing in, 0-2 and a ground ball just outside third base foul ball. That ball got down there and kicked back out, hit the sidewall, kicked back into left field. We've had a few deep balls hit, but uh, none to left field no. yet. That big inviting Green wall, 310 feet away, has not been touched in this game. There's a pitch high, ball one, one and two. You know, thinking back over the years that we've been coming up here, it hasn't been touched that much. You are correct. The pitch, swing and a foul. It's got a little bit of a Fenway Park look because at the end of the green wall uh, into left center, it kind of juts out a little bit. There's a there's well, a little corner out there. Yeah, it juts in and then comes back out. There's, uh, there are definitely angles to that wall. That's because of Memorial Gymnasium yes. right behind it. Yeah. Another one-two pitch and struck him out swinging. They'll have to throw him out at first. There's the throw, there's the out. And the Raiders three up and three down in the sixth inning with a pair of strikeouts. We will go to the bottom of the sixth inning. It is Vanderbilt five, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We go to the bottom of the sixth, five to two Vanderbilt. This date, May 17th, is significant in uh, in our industry, John. All right. This was the date of the first ever televised baseball game, Princeton and Columbia at Columbia's Baker Field in 1939. Wow. Uh, Which meant there were about 12 TVs 
on May the 17th. Receivers in the country. Station W2XBS, an experimental station in New York City, <laughs> aired the game. Yeah, on a, on a uh, first pitch hitting, uh, swinging, the Espinal pops it up. Nobody can see the ball, and finally Coker yeah. comes up with it. Everybody was fooled on that uh, pop-up. Lopez couldn't find it. Mabry couldn't find it. The left fielder couldn't find it. Coker finally saw it at the last second yeah, and I made think, the catch. I think he got caught in these lights back up here behind us. Yeah, I think there might have been, what, 12 or 13 TV receivers and the entire New York with screens that weren't a whole lot bigger than than our iPhones. One out here in the sixth inning. And here's the pest. Bradfield been on base all three times, scored one, stolen a base. Stolen. Uh, swing and a miss. Yeah. I'd like to get him out at least one yeah. time. And Julian's ahead, two strikes. Beat out an infield hit, stole second, and went to third uh, on a bad throw. Swinging a foul back. So all of a sudden that uh, that infield single had turned into a triple. It was that other little guy they had that was a, such a pest that's playing in the big leagues now. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Five foot five or so. Yeah. What was that kid's name? Kemp. Was it Kemp? Pitches outside. One ball, two strikes. I know we, we had a Kemp uh, second baseman. Uh, it was a brand-new daddy, by the way. Just yeah. saw that on Facebook. But. Ryan Kemp, but I think they had a Kemp who was a, there's a, wow, we thought that was strike three. It's called a ball. I remember the kid you're talking about, though. Two balls, two strikes. Seemed like he was with the Dodgers for a while and is now with somebody else. Two and two. Ball hit to left field. It's going to be in there. It's going to go to the wall. Bradfield is going to cruise into second base with a double. Standing up the whole way. He is four for four. Boy, if he does this to everybody, he'd been hitting 800. That is the fifth hit off Julian. And with one out, the batter is Jack Bulger. Bulger has walked twice and popped out. He has scored a run. You know that, uh, talking about that first televised game, 1939, the first televised game I ever remember seeing was 10 years after that, 11 years after that, 1950 in the uh, World Series, Yankees and the Phillies. Here's the pitch inside. Philadelphia was so disappointing to me in that series that uh, I have I have not oh, that was, been a Phillies fan ever since. That was the Wiz kids, Robin Roberts yep. and those guys. But they went down in four games. Yeah. <laughs> One ball, no strikes and popped up. Let's see if we can find this one. Snyder coming over into shallow right center, makes the catch. Runner tags headed for third, and he's going to make it. Yeah. Throw was uh, a little bit short, offline. 
towards the plate. That's out number two. And the batter is Spencer Jones. And he has hurt the Raiders tonight with a single and a triple. He scored two runs. He's two for three. He's a junior. I doubt if he'll be back next year, John. Oh, he's a, he looks like he's a at least a four-tool player. Very impressive hit. The pitch is outside, ball one. Boy, Bradfield did, is going to make you do some thinking if you're on the mound. He is being very aggressive over there on third base. Vanderbilt has stolen home for one of their five runs. In fact, it was this guy. Ground ball to Rudder at first. He'll toss to the pitcher covering, and Julian can't handle it. They mess up the play. Should have had it. That'll be an error on somebody. I would hope so. So Jones at first on the error. First and now the runner's going to second, and he's going to be out. So the inning is over. Before I could make uh, any kind of notation in my scorebook, that runner at first tried to sneak down to second base, and the Raiders threw him out. So that's going to be all in the sixth. One run, one hit, one error, and nobody left. Totals after six for Vanderbilt. Six runs, ten hits. No errors, and for the Raiders, two runs, six hits, and two errors. That will take us to the seventh inning. It is Vanderbilt six, Middle Tennessee two, on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. It's like they're still trying to figure it out. We go to the seventh inning. Raiders trailing by a score of six to two. Brian Dillingham will lead it off for the Raiders. Then we go back to the top of the order against right-hander Grayson Moore. It's very impressive in his second inning of work. The Raiders got to him for a run. In, his, in the fifth inning, his first inning, but he set the side down in order with two strikeouts in the sixth. So here's uh, Brian Dillingham, who has struck out and fouled out. 0 for 2. 
And the pitch is in there for a call strike. Nothing hey. in one. You said you had a little trouble on that last play. Now they're still trying to figure it out with the official score, <laughs> apparently. There was an error. The runner tried to go to second. The Raiders threw him out. There's a ground ball hit right at the second baseman. Colwick up and throwing and got him at first. One up, one down in the seventh inning. So Fausto will come in. Has two hits and three trips. All right, they finally put that error up on the scoreboard. So they got that part of it figured out. Here's the pitch to Lopez. It's outside for ball one. And Moore's pitch is swung on, tapped foul over. Kicked off the top of the roof of the Vandy dugout. Bounced back onto the field. One ball, one strike. Right-hander Grayson Moore. Into the wind-up. Pitch fouled away. Out of play. All right, here's what they finally decided. Give the air to the pitcher. And then uh, he's out at uh, second base, one to six. And the run did score. Lopez hits it to second base. Colwick fills it over the first in time. Two up, two down on Ground balls to Colwick at second base. So I suspect they had to go to uh, the official score probably had to go to the replay. Yeah, I, I imagine you're right. <laughs> I was going to charge the error to the pitcher because I, looked, I had that part. Looked like a good toss from Rudder. I thought so too. Here's JT Mabry looking for his first hit. He's 0 for 3. Takes the pitch low for ball one. We're in the seventh inning. Raiders trailing 6 to 2. Moore's pitch, swung on and missed. One ball, one strike. Base is empty, two outs. Right-hander delivers, swing and a miss. Uh, this, this kid just keeps throwing strikes. It's up to 38 pitches and all but six of them have been strikes. One and two, the count. Ground ball, left side, shortstop charges. Diaz, throw to first in time. Three ground balls, three outs here in the seventh. Seventh inning stretch time at Vanderbilt. It is the Commodore six, the Blue Raiders two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities.
It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Dominic Keegan, the first baseman, leaves it off. One for three with a fourth inning double. That drove in a run. Big right-handed batter. Jack Julian working in his third inning. First pitch is fouled off to the left for strike one. And the right-hander delivers. That one's into the turf and bouncing away. One ball, one strike. Julian actually is uh, working in his fourth inning. Starter, James Sells, worked the first three. Ball hit in the air to right center field and hit well. And Clark will not hold that one. That is a long home run to left center field for Keegan. That is his 12th home run of the season. And John, he hit that one a ton. That was a no-doubter off the bat. And now we get the light show. It's the fifth run and the sixth hit off Jack Julian. allowed. That is the sixth home run that he has allowed this season. So it is now a 7-2 game. And the batter is Javier Baz. Baz, the left fielder for the Commodores. Mason Spears out to visit with his pitcher trying to calm him down after Keegan just took him out yeah, I wouldn't to be, deep right yeah, center. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not somebody out there throwing now that we can't see. So a leadoff home run in the seventh inning for Keegan. Makes it a seven to two game. Julian. First pitch to Vaz, in for a strike, nothing and one. A little bit intimidating, John, to throw a couple of freshman pitchers in against a uh, Vanderbilt team that 
is quite good. Yes, they are. What does that tell you about the rest of the SEC that they're only one game on, one game over 500? Yeah, they are 14 and 13 in SEC and only six and six here at home. I think Tennessee swept them here earlier in the season. Popped up, Mabry moving over behind Lopez, who's calling for it, and Lopez stays with it and makes the catch. Uh, He was just, what, one step into the green when he made that play? That's a major league pop-up. What out? Here's Parker Nolan. Now we're going to see a new pitcher. And we'll have a pitching change here. So Julian's night is over. As We'll have a new pitcher coming in from the bullpen. We'll take a break, tell you about him when we come back on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. This is Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Ah, This is cola like you've never had it before. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. So the Raiders make a pitching change here in the seventh inning with one out. Nobody on as right-hander Bryson Thomas will come on. He'll pitch to Parker Nolan. Bryson Thomas making his ninth appearance all in relief. Thrown 15 in the third innings, giving up 10 runs, all earned on 12 hits, 8 walks, 12 strikeouts. He's got a 5.87 ERA with a one-and-one one record. Opponent sitting 214 against the big right-hander. Bryson pitched an inning and two-thirds in that 21-7 route of Rice on Sunday. Gave up a run on four hits. Speaking of pitchers in routes, what do you think about Albert Pulos throwing the ninth against San Francisco the other night? The report I had said the manager said, hey, we don't need to use another reliever. Anybody want to pitch? And he volunteered. He held his hand up. That was the story that was on MLB. Yeah. So here is Parker Nolan to face Bryson Thomas. So he'll he'll spend the rest of his life with a – Notation he threw one inning. Gave up two home runs, didn't he? Yeah, uh, gave up. Well, he got the first two outs, and they couldn't turn a double play and uh, scored four runs. There's a strike called. One and one to Nolan. Who was it? Longoria got the first hit off him and made him uh, give him the baseball. I hope he got Albert to sign it. One ball, one strike. 
Thomas delivers outside, ball two. Oh, if you got a 15-2 lead going to the top of the ninth at home, you don't worry about – the last thing you want to do is burn somebody in your bullpen. Here is the 2-1 pitch to the plate. Swung on and fouled out of play. Two and two. Bryson Thomas, a fifth-year senior. He'll be one of those honored on Saturday for senior days out of Spring Hill. And the 2-2 pitch is low and into the turf. Ball three, three and two. Parker Nolan, third baseman, is 0 for 3. Vanderbilt leading 7 to 2. We are in the bottom of the seventh inning. Ground ball to short. Lopez scoops it behind the bag at second over the first in time. That is out number two in the inning. So Thomas retires the first batter he faces. And the batter will be the second baseman, Tate Colwick. Colwick is two for three with a single and a double. Did we give out the final numbers on Jack Julian? No, you want to have a shot at yeah, that? Yeah, he goes three and a third, gives up five runs all earned on six hits, one walk, two strikeouts. First pitch is a strike to Colwick, nothing and one. That one walk hurt him. Thomas just missed outside. One ball, one strike. It was that uh, that fourth inning was kind of the undoing for the whole thing. Check swing and a ball low. Two and one to Colwick. There are two outs here in the seventh. The run is in on a leadoff home run yeah. from Dominic Keegan. In that fourth inning, Julian got the first two uh, batters and gave up hit, walk, triple, double, and all of a sudden three runs had scored. There's ball three to Colwick, three and one. the right-hander delivers and a ball hit to right field. Snyder coming on will make the catch for out number three. So Bryson Thomas comes on out of the bullpen and retires the last two batters in the seventh. But one run on one hit. That was the Keegan home run. Nobody left. We've completed seven full innings. It is Vanderbilt seven, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Go to the eighth inning. Wyatt Morgan will lead it off for the Raiders. It'll be Morgan, Galloway, and Rudder. 
middle three in the Blue Raider batting order. Grayson Moore out for his uh, fourth inning of work. Talk about efficiency, Dick. He's thrown, uh, see, I think it's 42 pitches in four innings, and uh, 35 of them have been strikes. This is a significant date in baseball because in 1970, on May 17th, okay. at Crosley Field, Braves outfielder Hank Aaron collects his 3,000th hit. An infield single off Reds pitcher Wayne Simpson. Hank became the ninth player in Major League history to reach that 3,000 total and the first with 500 home runs. First pitch of the inning is a strike called to Wyatt Morgan, nothing and one. We just lost Hank Aaron not too long ago. I loved watching him play baseball. The pitch. Ground ball right side should be easy for Cowick. He will make the play to first, and that's out number one. One out in the eighth. I saw him hit 6-13 and 6-14. The ones that got him within 100 of the record. I assume Against that was Cincinnati in, in Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember why I was there, but I was there. Here's Galloway, doubled in his last at bat, swings and misses at the first pitch, strike one. He played in the very first major league game I ever saw in person. And had a home run against Bob Gibson. Really? Yeah. But Once Gibson won. Swing and a foul back. Well, you talk about it. two lineups that were loaded. Bob Gibson pitched for the Cardinals. Stan Musial played left field. Aaron was in the outfield for the, the Milwaukee Braves. There's a swing and a miss. Galloway struck out on what was a funny looking pitch. It sure was. It looked like a terrible pitch. See. Eddie Matthews was in the lineup that day. How many Hall of Famers are we up to now? Yep. So Joe, far. <laughs> Joe Torrey was in the lineup for the Milwaukee Braves that day. Here's Briggs Rudder. Briggs has a single in three trips, takes ball one. That strikeout for Moore was his third of the game. I expect we're going to be hearing a little bit more about this youngster later oh, on. I'll tell you what. Strike call. Well, you can come in and throw strikes like this, and it's not like he's just jamming it down the middle of the plate. He's working the corners. He's going up and down. And Inside, ball two. That was a breaking ball that came out of his hand wrong. Two and one. Moore's a sophomore from the state of Florida. Two balls and a strike to Rudder. Swinging a foul to the screen, two and two. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. 
Another strikeout for Moore. And that's all in the eighth. Three up, three down, nothing across. We'll go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Vanderbilt seven, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615. As the right-hander, Jalen Wirtz, will come in. Sure is, Dick. He's coming up to make his uh, ninth appearance all in relief. He's thrown 16 innings. Giving up uh, six runs, five of them earned on 17 hits, two walks, 14 strikeouts. You gotta like that ratio. A 2.81 ERA, 2-0 record. Uh, opponents hitting uh, 267, uh, 266 against Words, and as you pointed out, been pretty good his last couple of outings. He was the winning pitcher Sunday in the 21-7 game. He was deemed the most effective. Raider pitcher in that game, pitched an inning in the third, no runs, one hit, and a strikeout. Picked up his second win. He'll be facing Diaz, the shortstop, who drills it into center field. That's gonna get in for a hit. Played on a couple of hops out there by Dillingham and Diaz with a leadoff single. Batter will be Espinal, the catcher. It's the 12th hit for the Commodores in this game. The Raiders have half that many. So Diaz leads it first, draws a throw from Wirtz. Jalen Wirtz, 6'4", 205, from Gallatin. Played his high school ball at Station Camp. Spinall tried to bunt and missed the bunt. One strike. I tell you what, I noticed while they were taking bat practice today, they had everybody working on the bunt. It was not a... It was not just one of those passing fancy kind of things. Around the bunt again. Did he offer? Yeah. Yep. 0-2. Well, he will not be bunting this time. Not based on what we've seen. Runner at first, nobody out. Catcher Spears asked for time there. Wanted to call a defensive play. Throw to first and the runner back. Bandy has shown that they will run at any time. Boy, they sure will. And again, the throw is to first. It's like they'll not only run at any time, they'll run with anybody. It's a seven to two game. We're at the bottom of the eighth inning. It's 
Took it low for a ball. One ball, two strikes. And the pitch popped up, but that's going to be foul and out of play. Uh, waiting for it to hit the roof yeah, of the press there we box. Go. No, it hit the screen yep. over here. Yep. Just to our left. Rolls down off. Bradfield makes the play. He does a little bit of everything. You noticed what his number is? 51. Yeah. I wonder if Willie McGee is somebody that he is aware of. Popped up. Let's see if that one will stay in play. Rudder coming in, and he will catch it right at the Blue Raider on Boy, deck circle. That scared me a little bit. I, I thought I saw a little bit of that ball popping out of that mitt. So Espinal fouls out to Briggs Rudder, the first baseman. One out. And here's that pesky Bradfield again. Bradfield is a sophomore out of Hialeah, Florida. One on, one out in the eighth. Works with the pitch, high, ball one. He showed bunt, but I don't think that was for real. I don't think they want to sacrifice him. I think that was just to make Coker move in a little bit. Another throw to first and the runner back. Bradfield has good size, he's 6'1". He is their center fielder. He's another one of those guys that may not make it to his senior year here. I expect you're right. There's a strike call, one and one. Bradfield was the Southeastern Conference Player of the Week last week for his play against Arkansas. So. He hasn't let up, has he? No. Ground ball back to the mound. Knocked down by the pitcher. The only play will be to first, and we finally got Bradfield out. Wirtz knocked it down, picked it up, threw him out at first. There was no way, even if he fields that ball cleanly, we do not turn a double play. And I tell you what, I think I'd rather have, I'd rather have Diaz uh, at second base than have Bradfield at first. I think you're right about that. Two outs, runner at second. The batter is Jack Bulger. He's walked twice, popped out to the catcher, and plied to right. Facing the Raiders' fourth pitcher, Jalen Wirtz. The pitch, strike call, letter high. Nothing in one to Bulger. Raiders in the ninth will have Coker, Snyder, and Spears scheduled to come up. Works with the pitch, fouled away, and it's 0-2. 
think the big question is, do they bring Grayson Moore out for one more inning? He's thrown four. Starting pitcher through four. There's a ground ball to Lopez. Takes the short hop, fires to first. Got him. And a nice pickup by Rudder. Ball popped out of his mitt, but he had already established contact. So that is uh, all in the eighth inning. Bolger out short to first. In the inning, no runs, one hit, one left. We'll go to the ninth. Vanderbilt seven, Middle Tennessee two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Now we're going to have prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. You are listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the top of the ninth inning. Last chance for the Raiders in this game, who trail by a score of 7-2. We'll have Coker, Snyder, and Spears to face a new pitcher, John, a left-hander. Yeah, left-hander Ryan Ginther making his fifth appearance of the season. He's thrown four and a third innings. Giving up five runs, four of them earned on six hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. He's got an 8.31 ERA with no record. Opponents hitting 333 against this left-hander. Well, this is unusual because I expect Ginther and our Jalen Wirtz were teammates last year at Station Camp High School. Ginther from Hendersonville. Works from Gallatin, and both played at station camp. Here's Brett Coker to lead off the ninth inning for the Raiders. Genther, a left-hander. First pitch hit sharply, stopped by the first baseman, tossed to the pitcher covering. He threw him. He threw glove, ball, and everything. Wow. Did you see that? I did. That's, uh, that's not <laughs> one you see real often. But that's exactly what he did. That will go three to one for the first out. That's almost like a quarterback shoveling a pass to a receiver. Yeah. One out. Here's Snyder. Well, if you can't get the ball out of your glove, maybe you can get the glove off your hand and hope the ball sticks. Pitches inside. Ball one to Eston Snyder. One for two with a sacrifice bunt. Final numbers on uh, Grayson Moore. He goes four innings, giving up one run. It was earned on four hits, no walks, six strikeouts. 
Boy, what a strike thrower. Snyder fouls the second pitch out of play. It's one and one. One out in the ninth. Swing and a miss, and it's one and two. Seven to two, Raiders trailing and down to their final two outs. Words goes an inning, gives up one hit, the rest of the heroes. There's a pitch fouled out of play to the right. Find you to stay with us for our post-game show. We'll have uh, comments from Coach Tolman down on the field. There's a ball line fair down in the left field corner. Snyder's rounding first on his way to second. As the throw comes in, he will have a stand-up double. Second hit of the game for Snyder and his third double of the season. That's the first one we've seen get down into that corner all night. Mason Spears will bat with one out and a runner at second. Spears has driven in one of the Blue Raider runs with a sacrifice fly that came in the second inning. That gave the Raiders a brief one to nothing lead. The pitch is high, ball one to Spears. Bandy tied it with a run in their half of the second. Took the lead with a run in the third and have expanded that lead where it stands now at seven to two. Pitch is outside. Two balls, no strikes, two spears. And the lefty delivers, check swing. Got the bat anyway. Over in front of the Raider bench, fouled it off and it's two and one. Next game will be Thursday night, 6 o'clock. Hope to see you out at Reese Smith Field for the final series of the season. Another foul to the screen, and the count to Spears goes 2-2. Two and two. Southern Mississippi coming in, and they have... They have handed it to the Raiders in recent years. Series stands 31 to 8. There's a swing and a miss. Spears down on strikes. Thing is, though, the last uh, month, Southern Mississippi has shown themselves to be vulnerable. Yes, they, uh, they have. They've lost seven conference games. I think UAB took them two out of three. They did. Here is Dillingham. It's not Dillingham. Williams. Jacob Williams is going to stand in and hit for Dillingham here with two outs in the ninth. He had a home run down in Rice, didn't he? He did. He uh, he hit a no-doubter. Takes the pitch high and away, four ball one. That home run was his third of the season. And Genther's pitch just missed. Mm. Two balls, no strikes to Jacob Williams. Well, you could hear the Vanderbilt fans. They wanted that pitch. 
Snyder leads at second. Ball three is low. Three and zero. Oh. Hey Ryan, come on, buddy. I think with two outs, uh, John, I give him the green light here. Oh yeah. He's going to try and throw a strike. High ball four. Couldn't throw a strike. Well, that's. Uh... That's a good reason not to swing. So runners at first and second, and the batter will be Fausto Lopez. Well, we've seen. We've seen stranger things happen. Rule book says you have to get 27 outs to That's win a right. game. Is that right? Uh, I think that we long ago. <laughs> decided that that 27th out is the hardest one to get. Fausto Lopez, two hits and four trips standing in. Runners first and second, two outs in the ninth. Swing and a miss. Swung right through that one. That's a pretty good fastball. Time call. I think we got a Loose ball come out of the bullpen. Down the left field line. Glad somebody can see that bullpen. Here's the pitch. Strike call to Lopez, nothing in two. So Raiders are down to their last strike. No balls, two strikes. And have felt uh, fans up and clapping. High fly ball foul down the right side. They're going to make it onto the street. Out of play. Yep, yeah. it's bouncing over on Jess Neely. We were just at Rice University where Jess Neely accomplished most of his great achievements in football. And later came here to be athletic director, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he oh. coach football here for a while, even? Pitch swing and a miss. That is strike three, and the ball game is over. So Lopez strikes out for the Raiders in the ninth. No runs, one hit, two left. Vanderbilt wins by a score of seven to two. They improved to 35 and 16, while the Raiders fall to 29 and 21. For Middle Tennessee, the first loss after six consecutive wins. For Vanderbilt, their second straight win. And they will host LSU in conference play this week, while the Raiders will be hosting Southern Mississippi at Reese Smith Field. We'll tell you more about that on the postgame show. Vanderbilt wins it by a score of seven to two. Let's take a break now and we'll be back for our postgame show totals and highlights coming up next on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 